Kathy Zip at Solar Power World. I interviewed Chip Palabini, sales and marketing director at DynaPower, for a story that I was working on, and I just wanted to share a little bit of that interview with you. Chip talks about the differences between AC and DC coupling and told us about DynaPower's new DC to DC converter. So listen to learn more, and you can read the full article, AC or DC coupling, which to use for your next storage project at solarpowerworldonline.com. So I really want to kind of start from the beginning and get basic. I'm not sure how, where, or who the term coupling was decided. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I could see the nomenclature. So maybe architecture might be a better word or topology. So there's a AC topology of solar plus storage and a DC topology. And all that's trying to do is indicate where the battery is connected, whether it's connected to the DC solar array where the storage inverters are connected through the AC bus to the solar inverters. Okay. You can do this on a residential installation all the way up to the utility level, right? Yes, that's correct. Are there like major differences in how you would couple those systems? Or is it kind of the same just on a bigger scale as you move up? It's the same on a bigger scale. Typically at the residential range and for a while in off-grid, DC coupled has been you know, the dominant method with companies providing what typically have been considered charge controllers, where that's a DC to DC converter that's unidirectional. So it's using solar to charge the battery. And then there's an inverter that's taking the battery energy and supporting AC loads. Yeah. So that kind of gets into my next question here. So there's three ways you could add storage on that. You could do the AC coupling, DC coupling, or hybrid. Yeah, that's correct. So a hybrid inverter typically has a single AC output, but then it has two DC inputs. So there's a DC input for solar and a DC input for storage. Uh, So that's actually where our DC to DC converter for solar plus storage came from, was our hybrid inverters have a DC to DC converter in them that's integral to the inverter. So really for our DC to DC converter product, we took that integral DC converter, added the hybrid inverter, and made it a standalone product. So for an AC coupled, you would have to have two inverters. So one would be for solar, and the other would be for storage. Mm -hmm. In very large utility-scale projects, they would each have their separate medium voltage transformer and associated switch gear. So one of the advantages we found with the DC coupled solution is that it's significantly less expensive to do DC coupled solar plus storage than it is AC coupled solar plus storage because you're removing a lot of the supporting capital equipment that goes along with having two inverters. That helps me with the background. The DC to DC converter, is that considered an inverter basically? It's a, technically it's a converter. Okay. So an inverter technical nomenclature indicates that it's taking DC and then inverting it to AC, where a converter is taking DC and then converting it to DC. For utility projects, you know, DynaPower's DC to DC converter is certainly the preferred system topology because it's more efficient and lower cost. So it's more efficient because you're not having solar energy go through a solar inverter, two steps of transformer, through a storage inverter, back into a battery before it can go back out through the battery, back through the storage inverter, back through a transformer, and then ultimately to the grid. 
with the DC coupled solution, the battery is from an electrical perspective, much closer to the solar array. So there's less conversion losses and transformer losses to get solar energy stored into the battery and then also less losses to get the stored energy out onto the grid. How is this different than existing technology? So it's different in a few ways because historically the DC to DC converters that have been used are more charge controllers, unidirectional converters that are converting solar energy and then storing it in the battery and then there's an inverter connected to the battery that's dispatching the energy onto the grid or to support AC loads. So in that case, in the traditional case where it's a unidirectional charge controller, there's two steps of power electronics between the solar and the grid. So there's an efficiency loss by having a charge controller. With DynaPower's DC to DC converter, the solar is only one step away from the grid by going right through the solar inverter. So only the energy that's being stored in the battery goes through the DC to DC converter. So you guys have test projects out right now? They are commercial sales to our customers. They are commercially available. They're UL listed already. They're test projects in the sense where this is really a a new topology and a new system architecture for utility level projects. So our customers and their investors want to get comfortable with the technology. They want to ensure that it meets the performance expectations that we've communicated to them. And the best way for them to get comfortable with that in the shortest amount of time is to have a few of these and operate them for some period of time. Okay, I see. So Enril actually endorses or says that DC to DC coupling is the best solution for utility projects? Yes, and we fully agree with their analysis. We came to the same result, slightly different, through a different method than NREL arrived at it, but the the conclusions are very similar. So I believe in the NREL paper, they refer to it as tight or close DC coupling, and that's the kind of DC coupling that uh, DynaPower's DC to DC converter supports. And that's the one I believe that in their table shows the highest benefit to cost ratio. Does adding storage to a system right off the bat from the beginning when you're doing the solar save a lot of expense rather than having to go back and, you know, add it to the system later? Yeah, doing it up front definitely saves expense. Uh, You're only mobilizing construction crews once. Procurement can be more efficient typically, uh, and there's less project overhead than having two separate phases of uh, construction and potentially permitting. So I know you guys are focusing on the larger projects, but what kind of considerations should you keep in mind when kind of deciding what method to use, say, if it is even a residential or commercial project? Yeah, really, uh, it all comes down to the goals of the project, and some are purely monetary and some are reliability-driven. The hybrid inverters or AC-coupled systems are certainly what we see dominating in the microgrid space. We've done some great solar plus storage microgrids where it's either AC coupled. So we have, you know, a project in the Pacific Islands where we're displacing about 125,000 gallons of diesel consumption a year. And that's through an AC coupled solar plus storage system where it's DynaPower MPS storage inverters, AC coupled to, you know, commercially available PV inverters. And that's supporting an island microgrid. Uh, 
We also have projects in the Caribbean that are using our hybrid 500 kilowatt inverters that are solar plus storage that are supporting reverse osmosis plants. So in those cases, we definitely believe that at this time anyway, (laughs) AC coupled and hybrid inverters are the best for microgrids because we haven't seen solar inverters have strong support for microgrids. In grid-tied applications, primarily where you're trying to shift bulk amounts of energy, uh, we've seen DC-coupled be the, or the preferred technology. Excellent. That's I, I know that you use all three of those methods. Okay, well, awesome. Thanks for being willing to speak with me. Yeah, thanks for the time. Thanks.